Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com slash the media lunch break. Yeah. Hey. Hey. New intro? I think so. Hey, Cuomo's a leaving. Hey. Hey. Oh. Is that racist? I didn't mean for that to be racist. That Cuomo's leaving? I don't think he meant for it to be racist either. I did it with a slight Italian accent because we were doing the A A. It's thing. a natural reaction. Yeah, it's a byproduct. Andrew, listen, here's the deal. All right. It's uh, first of all, Sarah brought up a very interesting point. We are. God. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. I forgot to hit record. For anyone listening, they've never heard this. Whenever I hit record. The woman's voice comes up and says recording in progress, and it literally scares the shit out of him every single time. <laughs> and I forgot to today. I usually do it before, but it's been crazy today. It was so abrasive. So I forgot to do it before. I had to think got it. Oh, man, that was... And so uh, I just did it. <laughs> Part of me has gotten so used to it happening like as soon as we get on that my body instinctively braces for it. And this time... It braced for it, and then it didn't happen, and so my body relaxed and was like, oh, I guess we just missed it. If it doesn't happen, you need to remind me. Oh, man, that was so... It was like a woman just randomly, like, interrupted our conversation. Should be used to that by now, right? That's true. And speaking of a woman interrupting our conversation, Sarah reminded me, actually, right before we got on the mics, that when we're recording this right now, we are actually possibly recording this on our lunch break. Wow. Which really takes us back, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. This is a very special episode of the Media Lunch Break for that. And because it's the Suicide Squad, which was the the 2016 was like our first episode that we posted. That's right. Our very first tweet was about the Suicide Squad. I know. I know. This is crazy. Wow. Um, I'm sorry so, about Suicide Squad, not the Suicide, suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Which is a different thing. Which is a thing we're going to mix up many times this episode. And today we're talking about Suicide Squad, the first one, right? That's the one I watched. Yep. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when we're going to do that. Great. By the way, I so we got a lot to talk about. So I've normally we like chat a while at the beginning of the episode but I came up with the perfect question because we got a lot to get to so we want to stay on track so I came up with the perfect question to start off to make sure that we don't waste any time how you doing oh uh I'm I'm doing fine That's, yeah thank you for asking uh I've been yeah, no running around I'm pretty sure somehow your kid got me sick yeah probably <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know how yeah because you know, we live in different states. You know what? It turns out I was uh, I wasn't sure. And I was going around the Internet and I went to this website. Maybe you've heard of it. It's www.thetruthaboutthevaccine.com. Yeah. And uh, and it said that you can actually transmit covid through Zoom. By the way, is that what he has? No, it's not. Okay, it's not great. what he has. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, people are like, uh, let's get to the point. Does your kid have COVID? Yeah, so that they can turn this off so they don't catch it because they also have been to the truth about vaccines. Republican or whatever it is. Whatever the fuck it is. No, he does not have COVID. Neither of my kids have COVID. Right. Um, he just has horrible. Uh, he had like a horrible fever. What is it? R. SV, RBS, RSV. My wife seems to say it like it's something I should know about. 
that kids have. You have MRSA? Have. And it's like a, it's like a chest MRSA. thing in the fever. Yeah, it's that. Okay. But he's got that. He's pretty good now. He's still got like a little runs and some cough and things like that. But he's able to like run around and play and be kind of his normal self. But now he passed it on to the infant. And that's just wretched. Should have gotten vaccinated. I know. I know. But... If, if I get vaccinated, then Microsoft controls my thoughts. That's true. So, head of the game. Which sounds pretty great. Actually, <laughs> Actually, it does. They would do a much better job than I would. That's true. That's very true. I was very ill last night, and I went to bed early. I feel much better now. I took a shower, had some tea, but I was not feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it was like an illness or anything, but it was like I just big headache, and like my bo- I had all these body aches, and I don't know. I feel like it was just the like existential dread and massive weight of capitalism yeah yeah that weighs on you a lot it does yeah you know how i look so free and freewheeling i don't care wow spend it all i don't care take all my money you win what money exactly because i gave it all to the to the capitalists and i'm just look how free and floating right now just it's kind of incredible. Is that I know. legitimately though? We, uh, so we always have more energy in during the daytime when we record yeah. the two times that we've done it so far. Right. Is that all this is? Is it? Is it that you are closer to the time that you have had your coffee? Uh, yes, I think it is. I think it's that. And I think it's knowing like I'm going to get done with this and then I'm still going to have like the rest of my day. Yeah. Like I'll have my night free tonight mm-hmm. to do whatever the hell it is I do at night. Yeah, this is excellent. I wish our fucking kids would figure it out. I know. God damn kids. They say they're like a real blessing and all, but so far, no positive returns. I give them one star on Yelp. I literally did that. I gave my kid a Yelp account and then I gave him one star. All right. I'm going to go on and give him five stars. Then I'm going to go on and wait. No, I can't do that. I'm going to give you a one star review. (gasps) You wouldn't. I would and have already. No, you monster. I don't know where this joke is going. (laughs) I don't know either. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break, bringing you all of your comic geek and movie news all in the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and write up that terrible Yelp review. My name is Chris Trubel. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. Well, how rude of me. I haven't asked, how are you today? Oh, I'm f- I'm actually pretty good. We already, we went out already. We went swimming. The, our neighbor has a pool that she, that she sometimes lets us use. Oh, wow. So we got the kids out early to go swimming. Basically, it was all shaped around us recording this episode so that we got the kids out in the pool and exercise and really warm down and now they're in the bedroom and he's watching a movie and hopefully falling asleep for a nap i like that your neighbor sometimes lets you use the pool like you go over there and you're like can we use the pool and they're like not today and you're just like no questions nope no problem there okay (laughs) you have a good one all right uh i i uh, hey what happened to the girl scout that came to your door and then they just shut the door slowly while eating a box of cookies (laughs) yes is that a wagon of cookies behind you slam yeah exactly yeah so who knows if he falls asleep that'll be great and if he doesn't then 
we might have a very special star on the on the media lunch and if we fall asleep that would be even better excellent that's what i really hope for as always the true goal for andrew and i is to get our kids to the point that they can just get on the mics by themselves and then we don't have to do any of this anymore we just got to train them yep we got to train them how to make bad dick jokes yes and talk about movies easy enough so we're talking about today the suicide squad we are i have been stalling I got it. Okay. My notes have been loading for the past like six like, minutes. I, I, I've been stalling because I'm finishing watching The Suicide Squad. <laughs> I've seen it twice now. Oh, really? Yep. All right. I watched it a second time because the first time I watched it, I was like, there was a line. I got to the end and I remembered there's a line that I thought, is that a reference to the first movie? And I didn't think about writing it down or anything because I was in the movie theater and I was like, I don't want to, but I didn't bring anything to write it down and I wasn't going to bring up my phone or whatever with people next to me. But I was like, I'll remember it. And then I didn't remember it at the end. And then I was like, ah, someone will talk about it in a video, I'm sure. And then nobody talked about it in a video. So I watched it again and I couldn't find it. Did you go to the theater again? I'll never tell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that you couldn't even find it after that. I couldn't. I don't so know. I don't remember. Okay. Well, it's also a fucking long movie. So it's not like it I could just. It is a long movie. It's longer than I thought it would be. Yeah. If I had a nickel, man, uh, I'd owe somebody a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's get into this right here, right now. I'm going to say it right up front. As always, spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers, spoilers for the Suicide Squad. 100%. Yes. Well, let's get into this. Let's start with, is this the best DC movie? Excellent question. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I want you to go first. Okay. Is this the best DC movie? Because you loved Joker. I did. Uh, I'm. You know I'm on the Joker wan- bandwagon. Wandbagon? What? <laughs> well, that's what he would call it because he's, it cause is, he's a cause joker. Because he's, so he's crazy. He's so wacky yeah. and crazy. It's not a bandwagon. Yeah. It's a wandbagon. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised I said it correctly incorrectly twice in a row is this the best dc movie i've thought about this can i give you some some options okay because there are clearly some that we mostly universally agree are better than others right right right. there is joker which i i know i joked before but i i don't this is probably better than joker yeah i would say this is better than joker shazam i would say this is better than shazam it's a very different film yes yeah it is sort of polar opposites in many ways yeah that's the problem with this is that it's hard to say if this is the best DC film. I'm going to cut to the end and say it probably is, but it's hard to really make a comparison because it really is like comparing apples to a dissevered head. Yeah. Because it is very much a different film. Not only is it a different film just because stylistically and having someone like James Gunn do it as opposed to whoever the hell they get for the other stuff, but also... It's not an origin story, but it's not a sequel. It falls in this weird pocket, so it's hard to do that as well. Like, Shazam's a great movie, but it's an origin story movie. We've seen that beat for beat a thousand times over. But it's an entertaining movie. You know, Aquaman is somewhat entertaining and light and breezy, but it's not great. Wonder Woman, both Wonder Women, Wonder Woman's, Wonder Woman I. Again, first Wonder Woman... Is a great movie, but it's an origin story. Second Wonder Woman has good parts to it, but I wasn't wowed by Mostly it. Mostly not very good, yeah. Yeah. So is this the best CDC movie? I'm going to say yes, but I think there's a big asterisk attached to it. Gotcha. What do you think? I think, see, here's the thing. I really liked Joker, but I do think that tonally they're incredibly different films. Right, right. Like you were saying, it's very hard to compare them to each other, partially because... 
for all intents and purposes, the Suicide Squad is a Marvel movie. Right, exactly. With the darkness of the DC movies yes. attached to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I see, to me, I feel like, for me, Joker is probably a better film. I really like the character work. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really hard. Just like just for Joaquin Phoenix and his performance, mm-hmm. it's very hard for me to put like any one thing from the Suicide Squad above his performance. Yes. That being said, as a whole, it's a lot more fun. Yeah. It moves a lot faster. There's more components to the story. There's a lot more interesting characters. Right. Not that the characters are more interesting, but there are more characters who are... They're dynamic and colorful. Exactly. Yeah. So that being said, it's probably, in my opinion, the best DC movie so far. Yeah. But also, the asterisk for me is... So what? <laughs> like, right. Like making what's the best shitty thing? Right. That's the thing is that so far DC hasn't put out a whole lot that was tremendous anyway. So right. it's it wasn't a high bar to hit that. Right. I think what people were waiting for is, is this the DC movie that is that knock it out of the park equivalent to a Marvel movie that we've been waiting for. That wins us back over, too. And that's the thing, is that I don't think it is. No. And box office is showing that, I think. Yeah. Which is a... It's a complicated thing, because one, they talk about the... I've heard about the Tomb Raider curse, or the Tomb Raider effect, or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, because of the... Because of... See? I gotta watch what I'm saying. I (laughs) I can't say... The Suicide Squad. I know it's, it's either, so difficult. We have to make it. We have to make an agreement right now at the beginning of the episode. We can say Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad, but be grammatically incorrect, or say the Suicide Squad and the the Suicide Squad. Wait, is it the the Suicide Squad film? Yes, it's the then the Suicide Squad. But you can also just say. The Suicide Squad is a better film than Suicide Squad, as opposed to the The Suicide Squad movie is better than the Suicide Squad movie. Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make it through this no, one, Chris. No, we're not. You're never going to make it. So just tweet us now. Just comment. Yeah, just tweet, whatever. whatever. What just do it now ahead of time. We're going to mess it up. But you'll you'll get it. Contextually, you'll understand what we're saying. All the ways that we can mess it up, we're going to get it wrong, and then we're going to get it so wrong that we come around back to the other end and make it right again. <laughs> That's right. What's I even saying? I don't know. I have no idea. Here's the thing, too. For me, when I first walked out of the film... I thought that was really good. It wasn't as good as I was expecting. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the worst James Gunn superhero film. True. Like, I think both Guardians of the Galaxy movies are better. Right. It's good, but it's one of those movies as well that is like right in the... It's just above... It's not just above mediocre. It is right in the middle between mediocre and and perfect right that i'm like yeah i had i had fun with this right and it's one of those films that like you know when we see like a perfectly mediocre film i was talking to melinda about the i don't know if you've seen any of the fear street films on netflix i haven't yet i actually really want to they're incredibly mediocre okay melinda and i've been talking about it because i was like i don't i won't spoil it for anyone but i was like i just don't it's not they're not great they're not bad right but they are Films, <laughs> they're movies, yeah, and this is yeah, yeah, above yeah. that. But it's right in this like very middle of the road gray spot where I'm like, that was enjoyable. Yeah, it's like if you flip a coin 
to, to see if it lands heads or tails and it lands on the side and it stands straight up. It's one of those things where it's like, because you could, because the two sides of the coin are, is this, a, is this like mediocre or is this really, really good? And it's like, not quite either. It hits such in the middle, right on the line between those two. Yeah. I mean, for me though, it's, it's less of a coin. Think of it more of like, this is going to be the nerdiest fucking reference I've ever made. But when you're playing D&D. Oh, my God. And you need to roll like a D20, mm-hmm. which is just a 20-sided die. Of course. And it's like you need a 15 or higher right. to beat this dragon or whatever. We've all been in that situation. And you roll a 14 and yes. it tips over to 15. And you're like, okay, cool. I did it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like, holy shit, I got a 20. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. That's what was... Like a three out of four chance, basically, if you need a 15 or higher. Right, right. Well, you I, know, mean, I mean, listen, a one in four, I guess, but like, you that's know, a, it's like, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Well, since since you hit the nail on the head with a metaphor, we can all understand and comprehend. <laughs> Let's get into this. So on top of that, kind of jumping off of that point, did you like this movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was good. Okay. But you enjoyed it. You had an enjoyable time. I did. Okay. I did enjoy yeah. it. I had an enjoyable time, too. I actually really enjoyed it. I did not watch it in the theater. I watched it at home. So, which is also nice because you got the theater experience. I got the yeah. the home viewing experience. I'm pretty sure one side of our surround sound was broken as well. Because awesome. every now and then, some of the sound just didn't work. Cool. Yeah. Full disclosure for me is that I watched this at home. So, I watched this in a situation where every 15 minutes... A child was waking up hacking and crying, and then I would spend 30 minutes dealing with that and then coming back into it again. So a two-hour movie actually took like four hours to watch. So I can't tell if I really enjoyed this movie or I just really enjoyed it compared to the alternative that I was having during that evening. (laughs) I'm not really sure, but I'm pretty sure it's because I enjoyed the movie. Well, did you find it like fantastic, incredible, transcendent, or were you just like, yeah, it was pretty good? Uh, Which event? The hacking and the crying? (laughs) Take your pick, I guess. I mean, it took me to places that I had never gone before. Let me tell you, it uh, it wasn't transcendent. I it, listen because of that. It was it was hard to, for me to get into the flow of it. I think I need to sit down at a time when there are no hacking kids and just watch it straight shot, where I don't have to pause it. Which I think we maybe this is a thing that deserves a further discussion, as far as now that more. Studios are doing a dual release theatrically and streaming service because what you're getting is word of mouth of how good or bad a movie is. Now, if you're in a theater, typically you're going to sit down and watch that straight shot. Maybe you'll get up and go to the bathroom, but that's pretty much it. You're going to watch it. You're going to feel that full experience. However, I again, I watched a movie in my home. And I stopped it several times to do whatever and then came back to it. And while I enjoyed it, I'm like kind of I'm not as gung ho about it as other people are, but I can't say for sure. That's because I did that to myself and other people are going to go on Metacritic or whatever and going to go, well, it was fine, but it was slow or it was. Da, da, da. And I'm like, but did you watch it at home and were you on your phone? Did you get up, get something to eat? Did you stop the flow of that the way that the filmmaker did not intend for you to do yeah i mean i i do wonder how much of the because if for anyone who doesn't know the box office has been less than they expected yeah so i do wonder how much of that is 
Okay, so my options are, especially with this Delta variant, and like now there's right. like a second, I don't remember what they're calling it, like Delta B or something variant. There's like sure. another thing that's like just as bad. Yeah. They're all coming out. It's getting worse because people are going out without their masks and they're, they feel like they, oh, it's over. We can do anything. And now it's getting worse again. So I wonder how much of that is because people are like, well, here are my options. I can go into a big room full of a lot of people and sit with them. Yeah. Or I can start a subscription service. Yeah. And like, yeah, I can only pay for one month if I want, because it's not extra, right? Like Black Widow was. No. It's just on the it's just on the subscription it's, service. It goes right on there. But there is something that's like, I remember we used to get those free AOL discs. I'm dating myself, if anyone yeah. is curious about how old I am. But back in the I've day. I've dated myself a couple of times. Ooh. Yeah. But back in the day, you could I get. I never pay, though. <laughs> I always skip out on the bell. Yeah. You don't go Dutch? Uh... I have gone Dutch a couple of times. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But back in the day, it gets AOL, very would awkward, s- though. <laughs> AOL would send you a CD that had, f- quote, free Internet. So you didn't have uh, to pay Andrew, for the Internet. It's a CD-ROM. L- shut up. Let me say this. AOL would send you a disc that had like a thousand free minutes, whatever it was. And you would put it in. You would sign up for AOL Internet and your first 1000 would be free. And you could always Stop it. You could always cancel your subscription at the end of that. But no one ever did because they forgot, right? They just thought, oh, this is a disc that has some free internet on it. So you can do that. But once people started catching on to that thing, they were like, like, we were like, yeah, no, I don't want this. Like, I don't want to continue paying for this thing or have to remember when I'm done using a thousand hours of internet that I have to cancel my subscription. So I think, so like people's choices are go to this big room and potentially it's a safety hazard for because of covid or they can start a subscription and want to watch one movie and then end the subscription right after or try to like watch some more stuff to make it worth it and then end it at the end of the month but it's a hassle so i wonder how much of it is because of that and less of uh, it means this movie is bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is that, too. I think you're right. Okay, let's actually talk about the movie itself. Yeah. I think the actors are better. I think they're great. I think the cast is very strong. I think the actors who were in the last film have improved in yes. this film yes. drastically. Rick Flagg is a much more interesting character. Margot Robbie does a yeah. great job as Harley Quinn. Who else we got? Amanda Waller is great. So glad Viola she's Davis yeah. is doing the a great job. people they brought back, I'm glad that they brought back. Yeah, I wish Jai Courtney was in it for a little longer. I really, oh, he was like man. my favorite part of the first movie. Um, but it, hey, Great death, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I let me just say, since we're on that subject uh, and we're talking about the beginning of of the movie, one, I loved that there was no intro into it. We just jump right in. We open on Savant. They grab him. They're like, this is the deal with Task Force X. You're in the Suicide Squad. Minimal exposition. Minimal exposition. That's it. This is the explanation for what this group is. And we're doing it. Yeah. And you provide exposition by bringing in one new character who doesn't matter to the plot. Great. Exactly. And then just and there we go. And we're off and running. I loved it. And especially for a movie that is not a direct sequel that could have justified doing that i was like yes we're just right in i'm mostly happy with who died at the beginning flula borg and pete davidson are not good actors no they're not although they're not good to watch okay let me say this about that first squad first of all i was a little disappointed that weasel died so quickly but (laughs) um, but did he uh, but did he he? Mm, post-credit scene because i really wanted to see he was they were like he killed 27 children and i was like 
I want to see what that's about. Not that I want to see that scene. But, but also, what benefit could having killed 27 defenseless children bring to them fighting this, like, I know, I just, squad of government SWAT agents? Yeah. So here's the thing. I uh, Let me get into this. I actually really like that first squad. Mm. I actually, in some ways, like that squad better than the squad that we watched for the whole movie. In what way? Okay. For me, and I think one of the one of the things that I wasn't wild about as far as the movie or kind of drag the movie down is that I think at its core a good suicide squad story is like a Mexican standoff for two hours right they're all villains every single one of them are like the worst villains right and Amanda Waller is making them forcing them to do the things that that they're doing none of them want this voluntarily not all of them want to escape all of them want to kill each other. You know what I mean? They all hate each other. They're all just out and out villains. And that first group was, first of all, completely dynamic. Very, very different from each other. Very colorful. And they also had that feeling to it of none of them liked each other. They don't know who each other are. They don't trust each other. They would kill each other in a hot second if it came down to me or this guy. That would there would be no noble sacrifice whatsoever. And I was like, oh, I want to watch that for two hours. Them go into this situation. And so I liked the Suicide Squad, the, the team that we watched for two hours. I liked them, but I don't need, you know, everybody to have some sob story. Like we got, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? We, we got, uh, um, not home. Ratcatcher two. Ratcatcher two. I was gonna say it's blood. Blood sport. sport. Yeah, I almost said bloodshot. Blood sport. You know, it's we got blood sport story and um, David Dust Malchin, um, polka dot man. Yes, and all that stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't need. Although his, I will say, was entertaining because was. they kept flashing yeah, yeah, yeah. to make it to his giant job. mother and everything. But that sort of thing, I'm like, I don't need all that shit. Like, I in fact, for this story, I don't want that. I want you to hate each other for two hours, and I want it to be a constant clusterfuck. I will say, with Ratcatcher 2 stuff, too, I was just like, I didn't even hear what was what was happening in the scene. I was just like, is that Taika Waititi? Is that Taika Waititi? Is that, I think that's Taika Waititi. That's, yeah. We knew he was going to be in the movie. They had said he was going to be in the movie, and I forgot. I didn't remember that. And I was just like, is that him? I forgot that we even talked about it, that he's going to be in it. But nobody knew who he was. And he's Ratcatcher 1. But I, the, but it, so I was like, I'd even missed that. And I was like, well, it probably wasn't important. Yeah. Also, these the villains that we ended up following then, not all of them seem like actual villains. Yeah. Like, Polka Dot Man and Ratcatcher 2 was like, I don't know what you did wrong. I'm not sure. I think they said what they did to get into Bell Reeve. Ratcatcher 2 just did um, armed, armed bank. Yeah, armed robbery of a right. bank. And that sort of thing. And I'm like, I don't, like, these are supposed, Bell Reeve is supposed to hold the biggest and baddest villains in the DC universe. And especially, which is very interesting considering she doesn't have superpowers. Right. Like, just take her thing away. And she's just a person. Yeah, like at the end of of, uh, Iron Man 2, where Samuel L. Jackson was like, we want Iron Man in the Avengers. And Tony Stark's like, great. And they're like, no, 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 we want Iron Man. We don't want Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. Just take her wand away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Figure out how to to work it. And And that's the thing. Like I said, I liked the squad that we followed for two hours. But the first squad that got killed off... The only two things that I bump on is one, I was like, I would watch that squad for two hours, just fight and bicker with each other. And Amanda Waller have to be on the mic and go like, get 
back on task for the love of Christ. Like they are just a hapless bunch. That sounds super annoying to me. Not just that for two hours, but like that. Sure. Is a- I just I, I don't know. I, like I literally was like five minutes and I was like, I'm real sick and tired of Pete Davidson and Fula Borg. I think they're really hard to watch. And then they died. And I was like, oh, thank fuck. Right. You were really excited about Fula Borg initially. Too. I, li- I like him. He's a funny guy. He, and, well, I was interested because he's a YouTuber. Yeah. Like his most famous thing is him vlogging 20 years ago into a camera saying, I was at a party and someone called someone a party pooper, like she poops at parties. That's his most famous thing. Yeah. And now he's in a DC movie as a supervillain. Right, right. But see, for me, again, the the hapless idea of like, these guys all hate each other. One, I like the idea of like, one one thing that I kind of was like, okay, whatever, was that like, all the people on the B team are like, really good at what they do right like everybody is i mean the first one had like who knows what blackguard had he was probably a sharpshooter or whatever yeah i would say he's but like yeah. they had like and they had like the super powered alien mongal yeah but other than that they were just kind of nothing they, some of the people they said was like uh tdk she, I think she called him cannon fodder. Like the idea is like, I'll put some people on so it draws the ammo right, away right, from right. them. Like, no, I hear you. Yeah. And so that actually leads me to another point, actually. But what I was going to say, the end of that is that like, so on the A team, you have like right. Ratcatcher 2, which is pretty powerful, but also like Bloodsport is very powerful. Peacemaker is very powerful and an indestructible shark man. So, yeah, people have been saying like, Oh well, that first group was was a distraction, right? She intentionally did that, yeah, to send them in. But like, I don't think that's right, right? Because would you put a super powered alien yeah. on that team? No, you would put. You could just send in regular soldiers for that. Would you put Savant on that team? Well, I think no, because I think the idea is that. And she said when they all died, she's like. Bloodsport, you win, which means that she put two squads out that were supposed to have equal strength. That's why she put Rick Flag on one and Bloodsport on another. Yes, Bloodsport. Yeah, I know. Speak. All right, let's get. You want to get into something very interesting let's right now it. about about Bloodsport. Speaking of, since we keep mixing up his name, he's the same character as Deadshot. So he's not. There was a lot of speculation. I mean, he kind of is, but there was a That's lot of speculation that he legitimately just replaced. Deadshot from the first one, right? Right. When in reality, the original character that was supposed to be in there, there have been some some images, some photos that have come out from the writing room for this movie, mm-hmm. and the original character that was leading that team was Deathstroke. Here's the shot from that room, and if you zoom in, you find these uh, yeah. images yeah. of Deathstroke. Yeah. And there's no word yet as to why they took him out and replaced him with Bloodsport or whatever, but... Very interesting. It may be, well, one, it may be they would have wanted to get Joe Mantella back. Right, yeah. And they Which might I not think have been isn't able his to. name. I think it's Manganella, right? Manganella, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you knew who I was talking about, so it doesn't matter. That's all right. True. But they they probably would have wanted to get wanted to get him back and he might not have been available or wanted to or whatever. And then they don't want to replace him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I mean I know they said James Gunn like had carte blanche on all characters right that may it may have been i was gonna use it and then i decided to use this character the reason that they made idris elba Bloodsport and not deadshot and recasted the the part is because they wanted to be able to use will smith if he ever wanted to come back again for sure do we think that 
they asked Will Smith to come back, and he said he can't do it. So they went to Joe Manganella, and he was like, "Oh, I can't do it either." And so they just made up a new character. I mean, not a new character, but like no, they, yeah. they cast they got a new- another one. Yeah, yeah, uh, possibly. Uh, I mean, that's possible. Well, here's the other thing: if they were going with the storyline of like your daughter and everything, uh, blood. Uh, excuse me. Oh my god, Deathstroke, Bloodsport, Deathstroke, Deadshot. Jeez, whatever. Uh, Death Deathstroke has a daughter in the DCU. But she is she's part of the Titans. She's an actual gotcha, character. Gotcha. Like she's a yeah, she's yeah, yeah. a villain or a hero, depending on what right. what yeah, day of the week it sure. is. So they may not have wanted to get into that or included that character. It just might they just might have just wanted like we need somebody and we could give him a daughter and that's you know, it simplifies. Well, but things. again, it looks like they wanted him like are you thinking that eventually it just didn't like they were like, ah, we don't actually like this anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it could have just changed. Yeah. Because the thing with the reason that you can do Deadshot or Bloodsport or Deathstroke as that kind of lead character is that they're all kind of the same. They all have the same abilities. Yeah. You know? For so sure. It doesn't. Well, that's the funny thing too about this the this Suicide Squad and the like both teams. For the the Suicide Squad, there are four sharpshooters. Yeah, there's Peacemaker, Bloodsport, Blackguard, and Savant. They're all they all have the same power. Right. I know. You want some quick hits from me about the movie that, yeah, I, that I wrote down? Let's do some quick hits. Quote, you are the only one fit to carry my javelin. And I thought he was talking about his penis. I assumed that he was. And I think she misconstrued what he was saying. Probably. Yeah. More male nudity than I was expecting. That's wait. Where was there male nudity? Oh, my God. Uh, well, lots of butts. Yeah. And, and straight up full frontal. A guy gets up and. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tries to shoot them or something. And he's just yes. like his wiener's just hanging out. Uh, I felt like there. So here's a, a very small note. I felt like there were some pacing issues at times, especially in the Luna Harley scenes. It felt a lot like there was a lot of dead air. Like there were moments where they were just sitting and staring. And I was like, this has to go much quicker. There were a lot of characters reacting and then giving their line and then that person reacting and then giving a line. And I'm like, this needs to go much faster that when they're interrogating the thinker on the roof, that felt like it. I felt like the joke there was missed in the editing room, which is that it's snappy. It's quick. Here's the thing. You lie to us. We found out you're lying. You die. You give us wrong information. You die. And she's like, you have the license plates. You die. No, she doesn't mean that. But but whatever. And if you cough on us, you die. No, that she doesn't mean that either. But also, it's not an open invitation to cough us. So we're going to get in there. We're going to go to Jotunheim and you're going to get us in there and that's the plan and then there needs to be a lull and then polka dot man goes yeah because that's what it, it all was the same sort of like wait a minute say your line wait a minute say your line wait a minute say your line and then polka dot man waited a minute and said yeah and i'm like that's not that's not the rhythm for this scene uh, and there was a lot of that where i was like the rhythm needed to be just a little snappier sometimes yeah i know what you're saying I also can't help but think that that was possibly ruined by the trailer because the trailer got that rhythm spot on because it has to be a trailer. I have intentionally stayed away from the trailers for this. (laughs) Yeah, the trailer did uh, did that scene and included that scene in one of the trailers and it was pretty quick and fast paced, but also because it's a trailer. So they're going to trim out a lot. Right. It needs to be be 30 seconds in between and things like that. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So I think possibly for some people that felt that way. Uh, the same way as you, they would have seen the trailer and gone like, yeah, yeah. oh, well, they didn't do it quite the same. But I know what you're saying. Because I really just felt like it just felt like it. Ne- and not just that scene, other scenes like the one with Luna and, and Harley just needed a, it just needed a little like a fraction of a second faster on each right. line. I see that didn't I didn't bump on that 
for me. I, I'm not disagreeing. It may have been because I was like straight up in it and you were sort of coming back here and there. Whereas I, it felt like a huge jump in pace from right. time to time. It, that's possible. I'm not saying that it wasn't there. Like I said, it just wasn't something that, that bumped for me. I think the Luna, I, the one thing I did like about the Harley and Luna situation is that I like that Harley Quinn seems to be having her own movie through like all these different movies. I like her character a lot. And even though they don't out and out say that this is also in the same universe as Batman V Superman or Suicide Squad. I mean, it seems like it really is the Suicide Squad and the Suicide Squad are together, but Birds of Prey. But I love that 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 she is the through line. And maybe again, we've talked about like, what are the ways that DC can do things differently? Maybe that's what they do differently instead of where Marvel has this cinematic universe where all the movies are tied together through one plot line. Maybe all the movies in the DCEU can just be tied together through character. But we know that these characters have gone through these situations. And so they don't have to look the same tonally and be kind of vanilla out and look like they're all in, in the same movie. Maybe they can be drastically different like the Suicide Squad and the the Suicide Squad and... Batman v Superman and things like that. And then you can end birds of prey, which is like crazy different. And just the fact that they are, you, you know, when Harley has that monologue about, yeah, I've been down this situation before and I know what's going to happen and things like that. But all of a sudden we're like, Oh, we know that this character has gone through three movies with this type of behavior and with, with this type of baggage. And it ties those movies together into one universe. That's all we really need. I thought that Luna was going to be a werewolf because his name is Luna and because they talked about werewolves. Luna, for anyone listening, means moon. Actually, it would be amazing. Uh, There's even Lupin, I think, is the character in Harry Potter who's like his name is Wolf and it turns out he's a werewolf. Spoiler alert. Uh, I think you're right on that. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the big question, Chris, big question for you. Yes. Chekhov's big explodable head. Do you like how the thinker died? I actually did. Okay, I was good. at first I was first he got just taken away by Starro and I was like, You son of a oh, bitch. Yeah, off screen death. How dare you? And then they smashed that thing right into a glass wall and I was like, <laughs> All right. It wasn't wasn't quite what I was hoping for, but yeah. like a good artist, James Gunn gives me what I need and not what I want. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I was like, Yeah, it actually it actually uh, they actually exploded that sweet, juicy, juicy brain all over a glass. And I was like, oh, as well as yeah. the rest of him. I know. And that's the thing. I was like, ah, not only did I get the brain, I got everything else. Beautiful. I'd like to talk a little bit about birds and uh, sort of the symbolism of birds in this film. OK, great. Savant kills one. Mm-hmm. One eats Savant. Mm-hmm. There's a room full of birds that the general burns in Corda. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maltese or whatever that's called. And there are birds that follow cartoon birds that follow Harley when she's killing people. So birds are commonly a symbol for freedom, like the phrase free as a bird. But they're also a symbol for being expendable, like a canary in a coal mine, which is interesting. interesting. I didn't put that together, but you something I thought you of. always bring something extra. I got that big thinker brain. Yeah, you do. And it's going to get, get smashed, smashed against, against, against a, window. a window. How does the ICU treat an alien with a kryptonite bullet wound? Uh, you know what? I'd have to actually read that comic to find out because that's based on a real thing. 
That actually <laughs> happened. So this thing for yeah. all the haters that were like, he couldn't have done that. He literally done that. James Gunn is pulling that from an actual comic. Typically, when Superman is exposed to kryptonite, it weakens his flesh. And therefore, like a lot of times if they've had something where Superman has to have surgery or something, they bring in kryptonite so that they can cut into him. So while the kryptonite bullet is in there, they could go in and fish that sucker out. I guess that's true. So he would just be a regular guy as long as it didn't like pierce his organs or whatever. Yeah, it's the idea the kryptonite would kill him because the bullet would theoretically lodge into his body and then cause him to have radiation poisoning because it's radioactive. Right, right. It could have just gone straight through him, too. That's a pretty common thing. Yeah. I thought the post-credit scenes were boring. (laughs) I kind of like the weasel one. I like the weasel one. But I also felt a little bit that the weasel one was like James being like, hey, Shawnee boy, I'm sorry I killed you off. Here's some more work later if they want. Hey, you. listen, if they wanted more work later, he's the calendar man as well. So, oh, well, I was I was going to get to that. But I also want to say that the end scene with um, the post credit scene with uh, Peacemaker, also very boring. It was just like, hey, everybody, you know, that show we're making, we're making it. That's literally all it was. That's a setup for that. So, yeah. So that was annoying. But speaking of Sean Gunn, shout out to Sean Gunn and Steve Agee for pulling double duty. Right. Yeah. Steve Agee is uh, the body of King Shark. Uh, like the on-set reference, and also the warden that works with Amanda Waller, and Sean Gunn is Weasel and Calendar Man, who we didn't know yeah. was going to be appearing. I was so excited to see Calendar Man. I know, it was a pretty good reference. I liked I was it. Like, that's, There's a couple that's others it. in there, too. I, have to wa- I actually, more than the movie itself, I actually want to just re-watch that walk through the prison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's because a few. There's, there's a couple ca- of references. Kaleidoscope, I think, is one yes. of them. And there's yeah. like a guy who peels playing cards off his face. Yeah, from the Flash, but I don't know I that character. Don't remember what his name is, but I know yeah, who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But also, something I have not seen anyone talk about. Do you know the name of the rat who played Sebastian? No, Chris Pratt, spelled crisp, crisp rat. Rat. Isn't that amazing? That is amazing. I saw it in the in the credits, and I was like, "Good God, that's incredible!" Special shout out as well to the actors who were in the Guardians of the Galaxy, including Palm Clementiev, Michael Rooker, Sean Gunn, Steve Agee, and Nathan Fillion. Yes, yeah. I um, let me real quick talk about characters with you. So I talked about the ones that I like, the ones that all died off really quickly, and how how much I like them. But what did you think of this squad? Like, what did you think of? Each one of the characters. Like, we talked about Bloodsport a little bit, but how'd you feel about Bloodsport this time around? Look, Idris Elba can do no wrong, who, by the way, is going to be playing Knuckles in the Sonic the Hedgehog sequel. I know. Yeah, we'll save that for next week, but yes. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) God. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going to be able to move on from that now or ever, but they're good. Here's my biggest problem with it. Okay. They're too good at what they do. I would have loved to see like a bunch of characters who maybe don't really have superpowers. Okay, all right. Or like, or yeah, or like you were because t- I I hear you this about is what, what you I'm said. Saying yes, about I know the first, that they that they seemed squad. like they were bad at their job. Someone like Javelin would be a very interesting character to have. Right. But you have to bring in someone like James Gunn probably could. Right. Who knows how to be like. Like, there has to be a moment, like, like was in this movie, where it's like, oh, no, the javelin is actually important. Yes. They could not have done it without the javelin. Why is this person here? Right. Yeah. But it does feel a little bit like, okay, you have the two best sharpshooters in the world. You have a man who can disintegrate anything with things that come out of his hands. 
Uh, and then it's like, yeah, Harley Quinn is there too. Rick Flag is there too. Ratcatcher is kind of important, which is funny because she ends up being probably the main, like the, the she probably has the strongest ability out of all of them, or the most important ability. Right, 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 right. I thought Starro was great. <laughs> Starro is incredible. Starro is amazing. Apparently, Starro is in. I don't know if you've heard this. Starro is in the movie because James Gunn was petrified of Starro of Starro as a child. Yeah, you would be, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's crazy. And I think he nailed this. I think he nailed Starro. Thirty years from now, Starro is going to be in a bunch of films because of all the kids that James Gunn just just scarred for life. Yeah, there's just going to be a whole Starro universe. Yeah. I thought they were fun. King Shark, again, they're all a little indestructible for me. It never felt to me like any of them were in any real danger. Well, here's the other thing that made me realize that is that, again, by killing off that first Suicide Squad so quickly, you killed off so many people. They wanted to create the air that anyone could die at any moment. And that was true. And they did have that. But it didn't quite have that uh, suspense as great as it could be simply because... You killed off so many people at the beginning. I see what you mean. They should have taken their time and spread it out a little yes, bit. Yes, because I looked at this. Then we have a small group of villains, a small suicide squad. And I'm like, OK, you any of these people could die at any moment. But there's going to have to be a pacing to this because eventually we're going to have to get to the end of the movie with at least some of this intact. You know what I mean? So if there's seven people there, you can't kill off five of them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just bing, bang, boom. You, you're going to have to pace this out a little bit. So not everyone's going to die right away after you had killed so many people off in one scene. So I was like, well, I don't know when each of these people are going to die. Some of them certainly are. But there's going to be a little while there where they're not. And I'm safe. And I think that was the problem with doing such a big spectacular. And it was a great first scene. It was. Yeah, I did feel sort of the sim- same way that like I was like, oh, OK, this is the real deal now. And then there was nothing for two hours. Yes. And then we had another character die in the last 10 minutes. And I was like, okay, I guess. Right. And then a bunch of them died again. And yeah. Milton. <laughs> and Right. And Milton, which uh, let me tell you, I did not see that coming. Yeah. I thought he was going to make it through to the end. I thought they were going to give him his own movie. I thought he was the post credit scene. It's just Milton and his enchilada truck. On a serious note, I didn't feel like that joke worked when he died because I was like, yeah, Milton was there. Like, I I don't for me, it was like a very obvious character. They say his name. They introduce him. And then he is very much in the forefront for a lot of it. If he had just sort of been in the background, I think that would have been a lot funnier. If he wasn't handing out empanadas, he wasn't outside the bar trying to warn them that the cops were coming. If he didn't have such a very funny introduction scene. I think it would have been a lot funnier if he was just always sort of blurred out in the background in the scenes or like in the aerial shots. You could see him very clearly. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, Milton died. And it's like, who the fuck is Milton? I just would have liked it if I had been in on that joke. That's all. I actually like that joke. I liked it because I feel like, yeah, I would if those people. We're going around and they're used to dealing with aliens and superpowered humans and things like that. And it's the idea of like. This normal guy who's like handing you an empanada, like these people work on the level of I hold out my hand and an empanada just appears in my hand <laughs> and I'm just eating it. And that's it. We yeah. ordered empanadas and I hold out my hand and then the empanada is there and I don't see, see I like, whoever okay, handed so I it like to me. that joke. Right. But then it it I, for me, it totally disassembles the joke later where they're like, who's Milton? 
where I'm like, I, I just would have liked to be, and I get it that like, okay, that character doesn't, that character is so self-absorbed, Harley right. Quinn or right. whoever, and the guy who's crazy, um, I can't, I can't remember his actual name, Polka Dot Man, but it's like, it's like Albert David or something. Yeah, I know, but the character is like, I can't remember I can't what they remember call his him. Name. Yeah, but like that character is like the only one who's like, you guys are the crazy one, which is a, an interesting dynamic as well. I guess that he's like, no, this guy was here. I'm not the crazy one right now. You guys are. But I just, I would have liked it if maybe if there were two different characters that might have worked because I would have liked to have been in on that joke. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, overall, decent movie. Yeah, pretty good. You know, for all the things that we've kind of critiqued on it. I actually do like this movie. I actually do want to give it another watch and watch it again. I'm probably never going to watch it again. That's fine. But you've watched it twice. I've only watched I it have. once. It so was, I have yeah, to tie the second you. time I was like, yeah, that's what that movie was. This, I was watching this and I, I realized I was like, I would totally watch this again. Is it like something I put on over and over and over again? No, but it's one of those ones. Like if I were to buy this movie, it would be one of those ones that I put on. Every once in a while where I'm like, you know, I haven't watched this in a while. I should give this a rewatch. You know what I mean? And just go. And it's not to discover something new in it or this would be this would be a good airplane movie where I'm like, I got to go on an airplane. I got to take a flight. I want to put on a movie. Sure. This is fun. I'll put this yeah, on. If I have literally nothing else to do, well, I could uh, well, see me. Yeah. It, but that. it's one I of those where I'm like, I don't want to I don't want to get into something like really heavy or something I got to think about. I can put this. This is one of those movies you can put on and just go like, oh, that was fun. You know, and then, you know, that scene, the scene in the in the camp with the freedom fighters where they kill all the freedom fighters. I could watch that scene a couple of times over. That was re- the kill off scene was really good. I really love that scene. Speaking and of I that think scene, I really like when uh, Bloodsport flips off Peacemaker and Peacemaker does the like beat off motion and pretends to like throw it onto him and Bloodsport like moves out of the way. It's yes. like kind of funny. It's so good. Yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was a fun scene. And that's what I mean. I think a lot of the, I think what holds this movie together are. There are good scenes. Yeah. There are good scenes in it. Well, and speaking of that scene in particular as well, it's a very important scene because it grounds you. Because it's like, okay, you watch these films where everybody's dying and they're shooting everyone and killing everyone. And then it's like, oh, no, those are people. Right. Because they tell the one that she sees and she's like, you killed so many people. And you get desensitized to it in a movie like this. And it's important to be like, no, no, this is... This is wrong. What they're doing is bad. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that they just just so casually like toss it off of like, we're just going to kill fucking everybody in this camp. Oh, and how about that scene where Margot Robbie goes crazy and just like starts. Oh, love it. Murdering everyone. And there's like the flowers and the cartoon. Oh, so that's probably my favorite scene in the whole film. Yeah, I actually I will say I actually I like as much as I liked her monologue with Luna. Yeah. I miss really crazy Harley. Yeah. She wasn't quite. There were moments of like seeing a Harley that we saw almost in the first Suicide Squad. She was a little more just kind of crazy. Yeah. And I kind of miss that. And maybe it's character development as far as you know, her journey and what she's gone through and things like that. But yeah, you know, well, I think that- it's also how we've, how we have changed as a society in the past 20 or 30 years since she was created. Right. We're like, it's, we don't want crazy right. necessarily. There's gotta be more to it. We don't want an evil bad guy, right? We want something there, but there, there is a bridge. There must be a bridge between the two. Yeah. Harley lives on her own plane of reality. And I think there were moments of this, like when she walks into the place, somebody was I was talking to was like, I hated the kind of 
toilet humor of some of the jokes, especially through Harley. But I was like, I like that. Harley said stuff just like no filter. Like when she got on the plane and she's like, sorry, guys, I was doing a number two Z. And I was like, or That's, she loves rain because it's, it's like, like the, the angels, angels are splooging all over. Yeah. And I'm like, that works for Harley because it's just one of those things where she's living on her own plane of reality. And in her mind, that is the most logical thing to say, you know, yeah. killing Luna. She's like, I've been down this road. Instead of just leaving the situation, she's like, no, I'm going to kill you. Because that, to me, in my plane of reality... Yeah, I tried leaving the, right the Joker, choice. and it right. didn't work. And so, so I'm going to kill and, this you know, guy. The Milton joke. The Milton joke works for her because it works on her plane of reality. She would not notice a person like Milton. She would not have known that Milton existed. And then she later calls Bloodsport Milton, which I love that in her mind the whole time, that guy's been Milton. She's like, that's the Milton. And I do miss some of that. I kind of want that to come back a little bit more. It wasn't quite there as much as I wanted. That being said, Margot Robbie. Yeah. My God, she's the best. I, I still marvel at how perfect of a casting choice that she is three movies in. Yeah. I really got to watch her in something real. I haven't seen her in anything other than these movies. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's, she's great, though. Really good. She's one of those actors that... The first time you see her, you're like, she's just a pretty face. And she's very much not. Like, she has got yeah. chops. She's the anti-January Jones. She very... Ah, oh, that's a great <laughs> reference. Except to January Jones. <laughs> just basically, I'm sorry if January Jones is insulted. But she probably doesn't realize it. So it's fine. <laughs> yeah, all right. Do you want to... Should we go on to reading assignment? Yeah. yeah as far, Yeah, to sum yes, it up... Yes, we have a reading assignment, Chris. We have a reading assignment to talk about. Yeah, all right. Let's go on to the reading assignment. Wait, what was that theme? You came, you came up with a theme last time. Reading assignment. Oh, wow. I think that was it, right? I think that was it. Take the one that you did. Take the one that I just did and and put them together. And that's that's the theme. No. Okay. Because then you harmonize them. No, it sounds bad. Do sounds you want like me to give idea. you some harmony for it? Yes. Reading assignment. There it is. That's one. Put those two together and they work. I don't think that they actually work. Anyway, uh, you gave me... West Coast Avengers, the 2018, uh, so w- the 2018. Run. So West Coast Avengers is a is a group that has been around since I believe it's the 70s. It could be the 80s. 80s. Yeah, it's the 80s. OK, yeah. that originally had Tigra and had Hawkeye. Basically, it was the Avengers are in New York City defending the East Coast. But there's so much going on on the West Coast. So they developed a satellite team for the West Coast Avengers. This is the one from the 80s. And then uh, it's been kind of speaking th- up. Do you know who founded the West Coast Avengers? I believe it was Hawkeye and Tigra, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Clint, Clint Barton. Yeah. yeah. So fast forward to 2018. And we've got Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and a couple other people dealing with some crises on the West Coast. And all of a sudden they realize, I guess we're the West Coast Avengers now. I guess we need a West Coast Avengers. And I guess the people that happen to be in this room right now are going to be it. So they form a West Coast Avengers. Well, we should preface as well that shortly before this, the Matt Fraction run takes place where Kate Bishop decides she's moving out to L.A. Right. Uh, And there is some stuff sort of in between the Matt Fraction run and this where she like is trying to start her own uh, investigations agency and there's other stuff that happens too but she does move out there and then she's like I don't know what to do like she keeps trying to be an investigator and it's like all these villains keep coming by and she has to keep dealing with that instead right so and that's where we start off and that's where we start off so this is written by Kelly Thompson with art by Stefano Caselli Danielle D. Nick 
Nicolo and Gang Klim. I landed. I stuck the landing on every one of those things. <laughs> Never in the history of man has anyone said three names so perfectly in a row. Let me tell you. Okay, Donald Trump. This. So here's the thing. I, you had me read both trade paperbacks. Yeah. They're very quick. If you want to read just the issues, it's like 10 issues. That was it. Uh, this only got like a 10 issue run. Um, in the trade paperbacks, there's a little bit more because they had a couple issues of like Gwenpool and then there's an issue of. Yeah, which is interesting. I don't know that those are needed. They're not necessarily. Yeah, too, one of yeah. them is a, a Hawkeye. It's like when Hawkeye first tests yeah. Kate Bishop when when he first yeah, meets which her. I had read before somewhere else and I can't remember. Yeah, it's in the Matt Fraction it's run in the Matt as Fraction well. Yeah. One, right? It's okay, not that's part right. of it, but it's a, they inserted it there, too. And I'm like, why? What is so important about this? Just to give some background, I think. But yeah, so there's there's some extra stuff in the, if you get the trade paperbacks. But if you're looking to just read the issues, it's 10 issues long. That's it. It reads like it was supposed to be more and then it was canceled. That's what I'm getting from this. I haven't read if it was or not. It's possible. I mean, it it might not have been canceled either because it was 2019. Mm-hmm. And then it was 2018. Second volume was 2019. Right. And then COVID hit. Right. But it felt it feels like. Uh, the the 10 issues feel like this was like one really two story arcs but it wasn't like we're doing one 10 issue arc it wasn't a maxi series and then it ends i'm just saying don't don't be surprised if they continue it Afterwards. after things get That's back true. up and That's running fair. a little bit but yeah so this is only it's only 10 issues it's very quick you kind of mentioned that you gave this to me because it's a good intro to a lot of the characters that we're going to see coming up in the MCU, specifically Kate Bishop and America, last name? Chavez. Chavez. I always want to say Ferreira. <laughs> I always want to say Ferreira, and it's, it's not It's a good Ferreira. intro to her, too. Yes. America Chavez. And I'll say this. I agree with you there. It's a good intro to those characters. I like that. All right. Let me end the suspense. I like this. Okay, good. I did. It didn't blow me away. Right. Yeah. It's it's not. I don't think it's one of those stories. And this is, again, where I get the feeling of like, I think this was supposed to just be an ongoing series and they stopped it for whatever reason, because the storyline isn't like blowing me away. But. It's fun. It's light. It's breezy. This is a great story. So I read this when I was visiting family. And this was one of those comics where I'm like, if you're looking for something to read, again, you're on a plane, you're on a bus, you're visiting, you're on vacation or something. You want something just kind of light and breezy. This is great. The dialogue's snappy. It's funny. It flows. The characters are really cool. There's some very, very funny moments. In There's it. some really funny moments in it. For me, actually, more than the characters that I was supposed to really focus on, because we're going to see them in the MCU, Gwenpool, standout character for so me. So I actually didn't say that I was going to give this to you because of that reason. I, it was only to introduce Kate Bishop. Okay. Um, and then you were like, and I think I suspect there are some other characters as well. And I was like, oh yeah, there are some that, that there's one specifically that right. we're going to see. Right. And then, you know, maybe as we get introduced more to Deadpool coming in and the X-Men coming in, there are a couple other characters we might see down the road. Right. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think, um, this is less of an America Chavez. Gwenpool, it's a very cool introduction to. It's also a great way to show how you can introduce Deadpool into the MCU because she is not. There are references to how she is sort of 
pull, holding back. Right. She is no longer this like expletive shouting bloodbath character like Deadpool was. She is also like within the confines of a colorful, fun, almost kids story. She is forced to contain herself and be a little a little more PG. Yeah. I also like kind of jumping off that on how to include Deadpool into the MCU. You could literally steal what she what they do in this which is she constantly references like i used to be able to turn the page of a comic she like deadpool knows that she is in a comic book and she used to have the power to just turn the page in order to get out of a jam or something like that and break that fourth wall in that way i think you could just steal that that device for the mcu and have deadpool reference it of like 100 percent. i used to be able to ref there used to be somebody right in front of us right here why can I not do that? Or like he goes to curse and it either bleeps or he doesn't. And he's like, what the frack is fracking going on around here? <laughs> I feel like as well, he could reach into his back pocket and pull out a script and it's just blank pages. And he's like, what is happening? Standing here with my duck in my hands. Like this is ridiculous. <laughs> Things like that. Or just, I actually really, I was thinking this the other day, random thoughts that I have, is that when Deadpool shows up, I really want them to bleep him all the time. Yeah. Like, even though that doesn't make sense to do in a movie, I still love the sound of a good bleep. And so if he's just like, what the beep is beeping? Why am I beeping getting bleeped all the time? What is this? Have one long beep that ends with Disney Mouse. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I like this. This is I do recommend this. If again, It's fun, right? It's yeah, a fun it's time. Not, it's not important. It's not as like weighted as, say, the Matt Fraction run, which is very important to where the characters have come from and where they're going to go. This is more just a fun, contained, like you said, it doesn't quite cap off, but it it is like a still a very contained sort of thing that you can just sit, read, have fun, think on and be like, oh, that was a good time. Yeah, I, I think that this is one. It, <clears throat> I'm in my throat. Is it a penis? Hold on. Wait. Let me check. No. Nope. Oh, wait. No, no. Thought it was for a second. Please keep this in. This is podcast gold right here. The two of us just drinking. No, actually, no. Take this out. You only pay for this. That's right. This is the really good stuff that you only get when you're on Patreon. Yeah, I think that this kind of spinning off what you were just saying. This isn't one of those stories or one of those comics where it's like, this is a if you're getting into comics, this is a seminal piece of your comic education. You know, this isn't. Crisis on Infinite Earths or, you know, Demon in a Bottle or Kingdom Come or what the Long Halloween or any of that stuff. But it is if you're getting into comics, this is almost one of those comics that it borders on. If you've never read a comic before and you're trying to get into Marvel, you could kind of pick this up. There's some things that you wouldn't be privy to or some things that you wouldn't get. But for the most part, like I didn't know any of these characters except for Clint and Kate Bishop. And I had known tangentially about Gwenpool and America Chavez, but I didn't know really what their powers were or where they come from and some of the villains and things like that. And I was fine with it. You just kind of go with it. I think this is a good, if you're trying to get into Marvel, if you're trying to get into serialized comics, this is one that you can read and you're not going to get every reference, but it's enough that you're going to peak. It's going to peak your interest to go, like I said, Gwenpool, I'm like, I actually want to pick up a Gwenpool comic now. You know, I want to read a little more about that character and then let that spin you off into more adventures. I like this. I do recommend it. It doesn't blow you away, but 
you sit with it, you read it, it takes you no time at all, and you're like, that was fun. It was light and breezy. And if you're if you're looking to get an introduction to Kate Bishop before the Hawkeye show, right. she only has one solo run. Um, she was just created in like 2015 or something, I think. And uh, she, uh, maybe maybe it was 2005, it doesn't matter. In, no, no, let's, she's introduced let's do in this. The- let's take, <laughs> but you can't look it up. Okay. I want you to take like a full 20 minutes of you just like circling through your mind and just being like. But oh, she I has mostly was, been in. It was in 95, I think. But, but she has mostly been in ensemble was pieces. Clinton in office at the time, I think. <laughs> was it the Bush administration? I can't remember. I'm just going to let this joke finish out. I remember Hoobastank was really big. Let me know when it's done. Can't quite. Let's see. Still going. Still going. Because She is All That was top in the box office. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It's a good joke. Thank you. Okay, so she is mostly. I'm just going to blow through whatever just, you're saying because yeah, I can fine. always mute you in post. So we, we, she, she is mostly not the first time, not the last time. Yeah, she is. If only your wife had that power. She is mostly in ensemble pieces, like she's introduced in the Young Avengers, mm-hmm. and then from there she sort of piggybacks on. She's in a bunch of like the the crossover events and stuff like that. And then she's in Matt Fraction's Run of Hawkeye, which everyone should read as well if you haven't read yet. We both gush about it like every other episode. But then, finally, a writer steps up and writes a solo run. I think it's three volumes. And it's the one of her in L.A. trying to become an investigator. And it's fine. Right. But it's a very noirish. You might really like it. It's not as snappy as this. It's not as colorful. It's not as fun. It's just like... Who did this? And then I found this clue. And then this. And there are some interesting cameos that come in as well to help her throughout that. Um, but it is very stretched out. Not a lot happens from page to page. It's very slow moving. Whereas something like this, if you are looking to move from the Marvel films to the comics and you want an introduction of who Kate Bishop is, I think this is a great start. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, would you like your reading assignment? Uh, no. Okay, cool. That's fine. Let's just be done with that then. You know what? Lay it on me anyway. Aw, you big guy. Come <laughs> on. I actually was trying to think, what do I want to do for your reading assignment? And I think I have a really good idea. The East Coast Avengers. There it is. <laughs> I'm going to take reading assignment back to the way it used to be, Andrew. Bad? Yep. <laughs> An old school comic. Ugh. Yeah. How many pages is this? I don't know. It's it's long. Ugh, God. Wait, but wait. There's more. There's a reason behind this. You ready? I'm going to give you Suicide Squad Trial by Fire, which is a trade paperback collection of the very first Suicide Squad issues. All right. And it is also the inspiration or partial inspiration for the suicide squad is it also the partial inspiration for suicide squad yes and for the the suicide squad and the the suicide suicide squad squad yes exactly all of the, all of the above yeah so we'll see uh, we'll see and 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 as a bonus i've never read this myself excellent so we're going to be both going into this so this could be fucking awful yes and I wouldn't know it until we get there. Well, I'm glad you're in it with me. I figured, you know, just like a Suicide Squad, we should be in the trenches together. And just like a good Suicide Squad, we should constantly be trying to kill each other. And this does both. 
Excellent. All right. Oh, actually, before we go, yeah. hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Hey, Andrew. Yeah. Oh, where can they find us? Did I throw you on that one? Do you want me to do it again? No. I like Please to see don't. if I can. Please never you. do it again. They can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. We're also on iHeartRadio. We're on Pandora. SoundCloud.com slash The Media Lunch Break is our hosting site for our podcast. You can also visit us on Twitter. Our handle is at Media Lunch Break. Send us a tweet. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Instagram. YouTube.com slash The Media Lunch Break. We've got a, a second one in the chamber. We're going to have a video of Hawkeye uh, and who Kate Bishop is Ah. and and her whole backstory in the comics in case you don't want to go back 10, 20 years, however... We never figured out how we never figured out when she was introduced. But however long it is, if you don't want to read all those comics before the show, you can just get our video and get the rundown. We're gonna wait until there's a trailer for Hawkeye that comes out, but it should be pretty soon, I think. Okay. So visit youtube.com slash the media lunch break to subscribe and hit the little bell icon and it'll send you a notification when that video finally uploads. Bing. You can also visit our TikTok at the Media Lunch Break. I posted that. I don't remember if I've told this story on the mic or not, but uh, I told Chris a story about how Donald Trump made me get a cat. It's a good one. We posted that video on TikTok. So not only should you go and look, but somebody commented, please share a video of the cat. So I have to do that now. Aww. Because you got to do what people ask. That's true. That's how social media works. We serve the people. And also the TikTok users. You can find us on patreon.com slash the media lunch break where you can go and give us a couple bucks and if you go there you can see videos of us in uh, uh, somewhat uh, yeah. somewhat uh, precarious positions if you know what I'm saying. Well not that but you can see us as we are recording these and they're less edited they're much longer there's a lot more content there we also share some like special clips and stuff like that that don't make it into the actual show so make sure you go there patreon.com slash the media lunch break you can also send us an email at the media lunch break at gmail.com or visit our website which is www.themedialunchbreak.com we have an Amazon affiliate link in the description for West Coast Avengers make sure you check it out it's a very fun read it's a great introduction to Kate Bishop love it and uh, it's just if you like the Marvel movies you're gonna love it yeah 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 and uh give us a rating and a reviewing all the way on itunes you want to say hi to america wow right in the nick of time no right at the end yeah nope she said no right at the buzzer and wouldn't even give me the little one either is that is that a euphemism yes okay yes you can also give us a rating and reviewing on itunes on soundcloud give us a thumbs up and a subscription on youtube thank you to julie thanks julie yeah and Thank uh, you, I think Julie. that's it. Next week, the news. Yes, the news. We're going to be talking about Idris Elba playing Knuckles because what the 100% fuck? 100% are we going to talk about that? That's just going to be the only news story. Oh, <laughs> as always, we just did a reading assignment. We just talked about the Suicide Squad. But if there's something you want us to talk about, hit us up. Yeah, please. Tweet at us. Facebook, We're very accessible. Twitter, Give us a tweet. Go on whatever. Instagram. Comment email on Instagram. Us. Anyone you want. Send us an email. Whatever works best for you. Throw a brick through Andrew's window. Go send for it. Send us a TikTok. Sure. Why not? Through our window. I'll take I thought, that. I thought you guys were going to do the Twilight series. Oh. <gasps> The, the oh, God. Oh, God. The you know what's really them? funny? That would be really long. Wait. You know what's really funny? We put on Netflix last night to watch something. <laughs> we went to watch it again, that section, yeah. and Twilight was in there. Who's watching Twilight on your <laughs> Netflix? Melinda was like, who did this? <gasps> and I was like, I, it just came out like a month ago. No, here's the thing. That means Melinda watched it. It came up, watch it again, because Melinda watched it, and well, then she here's, quickly here's realized the that you saw we it. We share Netflix like, with her parents. 
<laughs> so her parents are watching Twilight? Maybe. That's great. They're the anti-vax parents. Great. That's what they think happens if you get the vaccine. <laughs> they thought it was a documentary. Yeah. So uh, if you want us to watch something like the Twilight series or something like that, I shouldn't put this out there because somebody else will follow it yeah, up. Yeah, someone's like, going to do, do it. it. Yeah. Then uh, and then we'll do it. Uh, or there's something a reading assignment where you're like, hey, I want you to read this. Check this out. This is what you guys should be talking about. Send it over. If you're an if you're a creator of some kind and you made something. Yeah, we want to review your stuff. Let's review it. Let's give a shout out into the void about something that you're making. I love doing those. Those are kind of and my it favorite. doesn't have to be Jamaican. That was terrible. That was easily your worst joke you've ever done. Oh, come on. No, you're right. You've definitely done worse. Definitely done worse. Still better than This Is Us. I'm proud of you for finally working it in. I thought we were going to make it through the whole episode, and we did. And and I'm glad that you got it in there Thank at you. the last second. Way to go. Thank you. All right. You. That's it. That's we did it. a thing. We did a thing. We made a thing. There wasn't a thing here, and now we None made a thing. None of you assholes can say we didn't make a thing. That's true. Did you like it? Did you not like it? I don't care. We made it. I mean, I do. I do. I, care I, I really do. My entire being is made up of the admiration of other people. Yes. So I really do Please care. Please like I don't this. care if you liked it or no. not. I made it. Absolutely. Damn it. But again, but please, please, yes. Oh God, like, I'm nothing. Like, I'm a shell of a man if I don't have people <laughs> just watching me all the time. Okay. All right. That's it. Let's get out of here. Let's be done. We did, we did it. it. We're done. That's the end. That's the end of the show. Well, time I be <laughs> fucking, fucking off. off. Yep. Reading assignment. There it is. That's one. Put those two together and they work.